Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. But let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a German subreddit, but was translated from throwaway-c137 and was titled My Female 27 Boyfriend Male 29 Has a Problem With Me Visiting My Ex-Boyfriend Male 28 and Won't Admit It. My ex and I were together for four years, but we amicably separated six years ago as we grew apart. Typical of young love. Since I spent two of those four years living at his parents' house, I grew close to his family and friends, some of whom I still stay in contact with, including my ex, mainly on Snapchat, but we don't chat much. It's mostly for sharing updates, keeping streaks. That's why I visit the town 100 kilometers away every year for the annual town festival to see old faces, share stories, and have fun. The festival lasts from Friday evening to Sunday afternoon, and I often help with serving, setting up, and cleaning. I've been dating my current boyfriend for four months locally. It's a relatively new relationship, but I've learned from past relationships the importance of open communication, which has worked well for us. I've never hidden the fact that I'm still friends with my ex, nor that nothing has happened between us since the breakup. A few days ago, we discussed our weekend plans for the next few weeks. I mentioned my upcoming visit to my ex's home in two weeks. He didn't take it well, even though he never had an issue with our friendship before. He finds it weird and odd that I'm visiting my ex while being in a new relationship, and I agree with him. I'm aware that it's not the norm. I've never given him a reason not to trust me. I've never cheated in past relationships, and having experienced being cheated on myself, I know how painful it is, and I'd never do that. He says he trusts me, or rather he says he has to trust me because he has no other choice. He doesn't forbid me from visiting my ex, but his tone and behavior indicates that it bothers him. When I asked him how he feels about it, he simply said, I can't change it, so it doesn't matter what I think. I understand that communication is a learning curve, and this is his first longer-term relationship, so I'm willing to be patient as we both navigate this. However, it's been five days since we first talked about it, and there's no improvement in sight. I'd definitely still visit my ex because my main goal is to see people I'm not in touch with on social media, but I don't know how long I can tolerate my boyfriend's lack of communication. It's just a tiny part of our relationship. Most of the time, he communicates openly. It's just in this case, he's not, and it's bothering me immensely. Edit. Thank you very much in advance for all the comments. Unfortunately, I have a very busy weekend ahead, so I won't be able to respond to everyone. But I will read every comment, just from quickly skimming through. I've already noticed some things that will definitely give me food for thought. Edit 2. Just a few things I've read multiple times. I offered my boyfriend to come along. My ex's parents took me in like their own child and I'm sure they'll be excited to meet my boyfriend, their foundling. 
However, my boyfriend declined without giving a reason. He also didn't want to meet my ex beforehand, claiming it would be weird. Edit 3. My main issue is that I'd like to talk about the whole situation, possibly find a compromise and ease both his and my conscience. However, it's challenging when he doesn't want to discuss it with me. That would be fine. We didn't have to talk about everything, but he denies that there's anything to discuss. Yet at the same time, he makes passive-aggressive comments that suggest he's not okay with it. Edit 4. I wouldn't have a problem if he visited an ex. I generally trust him until he gives me a reason not to, but apparently that might be naive of me. Edit 5. I won't be staying at my ex's house. I'll be staying with his neighbor, with whom I'm in daily contact. And edit 6. I can't exactly pinpoint my question for you. I think I just wanted to get this off my chest. Sort out my thoughts. And there was a few comments on this one which was translated as well. One of the comments says, you would do that to me exactly twice. The first and the last time. Unbelievable behavior. This comment says, who does something like that? I would never in my life let my girlfriend go to her ex, let alone stay overnight. Even maintaining contact with the parents and even worse, the ex, I can't comprehend. I couldn't do it in my life and I think it's very rare for another guy not to care if his girlfriend talks to her ex. Usually it's a big no-go. I don't know how anyone would be cool with it. Next comment says, I can understand that you don't want to simply give up on your acquaintances and friends from the past. However, please be aware that this is a tough pill for your boyfriend to swallow. He's your ex and I assume you'll be staying there as well. That would be a problem for many. Your boyfriend seems to be doing his best to cope with the situation and isn't forbidding anything, yet you're still dissatisfied. He's showing you that it hurts him and you, in my opinion, are just finding fault in his communication instead of seeing what you're currently expecting and demanding from him. I don't want to attack you, but I want to give you some food for thought. Your views on meetings with your ex-partners and perfect communication may not necessarily align with his. Give him some time to process this instead of counting the days when, in your opinion, he's not functioning ideally. So around a month later, Opie does update the post and says, first of all, a massive thank you to everyone who commented. As I mentioned, I didn't have time to respond to everyone over the weekend, but I read everything multiple times. You tore me apart in the comments, but that's exactly what I needed, a wake-up call. I realized that I definitely mishandled the whole situation by presenting my boyfriend with a fait accompli. That was pretty selfish of me, probably because I haven't been in a serious relationship for six years and had gotten used to a lifestyle where I only had to consider myself for decisions. But that's, of course, no excuse or justification for my actions, so on to the actual update. After the weekend, I initiated another conversation with my boyfriend. First and foremost, I apologized and basically explained to him what I wrote above that my freedom over the past few years had apparently made me selfish and uncompromising, and I definitely need to work on myself and how I communicate things. I then tried to explain to him in more detail why visiting my ex was so important to me. His family took me in when my parents kicked me out back then. They loved me as if I were their own child, just when I needed it most. Not just once did they pull me out of a depressive, in one case even suicidal pit, and I will forever be grateful for that. I'm still in regular contact with my ex's friends and meet up with someone from the group about every two months. I try to make him understand that I'm not specifically going to see my ex, but everyone who lives in that village. The annual town festival is the weekend of the year when everyone comes together there. I told him how sorry I was, but that visit had been arranged for almost 10 months and they were also counting on my help with the festival. And I would feel guilty. 
I had been looking forward to the festival for so long that not being able to go would break my heart a little. But despite all of this, none of these things were the end of the world and they could somehow be straightened out. If he really wanted me to, I could cancel it. His reaction surprised me. He communicated that thanks to the detailed explanation, he now understood and was happy for me to see those people again. He said that what had originally bothered him was how I communicated it. He told me to go and have fun. However, he couldn't come along due to other commitments. The following two weeks were quite uneventful. Whenever the visit was mentioned, he genuinely seemed happy for me. Fast forward to the Friday I was supposed to leave. I came home from work at noon, packed the last of my things and was ready to drive off. Except I couldn't find my car keys. I was sure they were on the hook that morning, but they weren't there. I searched the entire house. Nada. Nothing. I then messaged my boyfriend who was still at work, asking if he had seen them. After half an hour, he replied that he didn't know, but he could check his pockets to see if they were there. I thanked him and waited. Another half hour passed, and he messaged that they were indeed in his pocket, but that I didn't need him to come and get them. It would take 30 minutes each way by public transport, because he'd be home in an hour anyway. I thought, alright, I'll wait for the hour and then leave. That way, I'll see him again before I go. After an hour and a half of waiting, I called him. He was still out with a colleague having a drink. At that moment, I'd already given up on leaving that day without being overly tired. I told him not to rush, that I'd wait. So I lay down on the couch and watched some TV series. Shortly before 11 at night, my boyfriend came home slightly tipsy and acted like everything was normal. I asked him if he could give me the car key so that I could leave early in the morning. After a few minutes of hesitation, he said that he had left it at work. Up until that point, I had remained calm because mistakes can happen. But then, I got angry. I asked if he was serious. Yes, he said. He was sorry, but there was nothing he could do now. The office was closed until Monday, but we could have a nice weekend at home. At that moment, I still didn't want to believe that he had orchestrated all of this, although the thought had briefly crossed my mind. I also couldn't talk about it anymore and started crying. To calm myself down, I decided to take my luggage and stay with a friend. In response, he left the room without saying a word and returned a minute later with a car key, which he had suddenly found and asked me to stay until the next morning. After another 15 minutes of crying, I drove to my friend's place anyway, and the next morning I went to my ex-boyfriend's because I was there to help with the festival. I didn't have time to think about the situation or talk to him, but during the car ride home, I spent a long time trying to find a logical explanation for his behavior. I failed miserably. It's not even his car. He hardly ever drives my car, and when he does, he usually asks beforehand. So I was pretty sure that all of this was planned. When I got home, he acted as if everything was okay, but he still seemed passive-aggressive. After unpacking, I confronted him during dinner about whether the whole thing was really an accident. After repeatedly asking him because things seemed illogical to me, example, why he should take my key to work at all, he suddenly got very angry. He said he never said or meant it that way. Was I too stupid to understand his words? Both he and I exchanged insults and shouted at each other. Then a plate flew in my direction, and I left and spent the rest of the day with friends. I knew the relationship was over, but he may not have realized it yet. The next day, while he was at work, two friends and I packed all of his things, and then we waited for him to come home. He probably thought he could talk his way out of it again, but I told him it was over. He didn't want to accept it until he saw his packed things. He became loud and aggressive again, but after a 10-minute tirade, he finally returned my house key, 
threw it on the ground and spat on it with the words, you damn slur. You'll regret this when you die alone. But at least you can screw your ex without a guilty conscience. That was surely your plan. That's what you wanted, right? And then he left. Since then, I've blocked him everywhere and haven't seen him. I hope it stays that way. I used to think that stories like these when you read them on Reddit are often exaggerated or even made up. How something this crazy has happened to me. I have no idea where it came from or how deep these aggressions were lurking inside of him. To be honest, I'm still shocked by what came out of him. I've never been so afraid of another person that actually don't want to deal with the incident anymore. Which is why the ending is probably quite short and lacking detail compared to the rest of the story. And just a couple of the top comments from that post. The first one says, you made the right decision to break up with him. Such manipulative behavior destroys trust and you can't have a relationship with someone who plays such games. I'm sorry it escalated this way. Aggressive behavior is also unacceptable. Obviously, it made him very insecure that you went to see your ex. I think almost anyone would have felt strange about it. I'd have asked him if he wanted to come along instead of excluding him. I think OP did, right? Before the relationship failed, your communication failed. However, that does not justify his behavior under any circumstances. Next comment said, The comments section is wild. Many seem unable to distinguish between allowing and prohibiting. And you can do X, Y, but I have the following opinion and will probably draw those consequences. The end result may be the same, but the former implies a power imbalance, while the latter does not. Allowing or prohibiting things is done with children or people over whom one thinks they have control. The other option is a relationship on equal footing, where each person can decide for themselves about possible consequences. So if someone wants to visit their ex, you can say, you are welcome to do that, however, I don't like it for these and those reasons, and I will reconsider our relationship. And both sides know where they stand on this matter and can make a decision with appropriate consequences. For some, this might be a deal breaker, for others not. Hiding car keys, manipulating and throwing dishes are absolutely unacceptable. It's good that OP decided to end the relationship. And in the first part of the post, it was like OP was willing to listen to his side of things and like OP said, willing to be patient as we both navigate this. But he was just like, no, doesn't matter. I can't change it. So it doesn't matter what I think. And instead opted for this option of hiding the car keys. And I just think, what goes through your head to think that is ever going to end well? Especially revealing he had the car keys at his workplace. Oh, yes, they are in my pocket. Oh, how did I do that kind of thing? Not that I'm encouraging to hide this, to hide these car keys and not say anything about it. But the choices that he made just seem really, really strange and clearly revealed his true self in that update, which obviously OP is better off out of it anyway. My eyebrows were raised and how quickly they moved together in the first place, but I guess, you know, neither here or there now. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And our next story does come with an update as well from Salamander 5906 from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit that says, Am I the Arsehole for giving my wife an ultimatum? I, 35 male, have been married to my wife, 37 female, for seven years, and we were together another three before that. We had a daughter, five female. On the outside, our marriage appears to be perfect. She and I own a nice house with a good school district and have a great kid and both work full time. Her job requires her to do some travel and wants her in the office three days a week. My job does not pay as well, but I work completely remote and spend a lot of time taking my daughter to soccer and or doctor's appointments as well as keeping up around the house. Before anyone asks, this is not a weight gain issue. I'm active and fit and my wife is the same. For the past four or so years, my wife has shown basically no interest in our marriage and acts more like my roommate than partner. We have basically no romance or intimacy. When I say intimacy, I know some people will jump to sex, but no, to me, intimacy means acting like a couple. Hand-holding, kisses, cuddling, and obviously sex. None of those are really things my wife wants to do and makes it painfully obvious that she isn't interested. Before, she and I were very much an amazing couple. My wife also shows no interest in my life. She's forgotten important events like our anniversary and my birthday. Our last anniversary, she said she needed to cancel the dinner plans I made for the two of us because she had to work late on a Friday and travel for work the following week. I brought this up to my therapist who suggested a couple's therapy and is willing to give some recommendations. I brought this up to my wife who immediately shut it down saying, there's nothing wrong with me, I don't need therapy. I've made multiple suggestions to her for how we can possibly improve our relationship. Family vacation? She says, our daughter won't appreciate it. I don't see what five-year-old wouldn't want to go to the beach for a couple of days, but maybe I'm wrong. A romantic getaway for just her and I? She says, no, I'm too busy at work. Or can't we just spend time together at home? Taking our daughter on a bike ride and going out to lunch on a weekend? She says, I just want to relax. So I gave up trying to initiate anything with her and recently began looking for an out. I watched my parents in a failing marriage for a decade and don't want to put my child through that. I talked to a lawyer and got papers ready and can buy a condo in town. We keep our daughter in the same school district with her friends since I can't afford our house by myself. I recently confronted my wife when our daughter was at a play date. I told her that I'm seriously considering leaving her since I feel as though I don't matter to her and our relationship is never a priority to her. I told her I have an exit plan and if she doesn't make changes by the new year, I'm going to file for divorce and full custody. 
she and I got in a big fight where she basically told me I was manipulative and an asshole for blindsiding her like that. I told her that none of this would be an issue if she cared about us or at least pretended to. I told her I don't want our daughter to see how unhealthy our relationship is. All of this happened yesterday. So Reddit, am I the asshole for what I said to my wife and our argument after? Edit. I brought up my concerns about our marriage to her multiple times. Things usually improve for a short while, but are quickly back to the status quo in a week or two. Now for me, I kind of don't really know what choice you have here that you've seemed to hold her again and again that the relationship isn't working and you need more from it. You've offered couples therapy, which has been turned down. Where do you go from here? I mean, you could potentially bring up couples therapy again and say, look, this is it. We either do this or it's over. And, and that's it. I mean, like you said, you don't want to put your daughter through a, a failing marriage, if you like, and, and, and seeing this because the child will pick up on it. I've read one too many stories about that. Someone asked OP on the counseling and therapy and says, OP says, I have brought up the idea of therapy and that I didn't feel as though she was there for me at several points during the last couple of years. I've tried to get her to at least try one session with me and it got shot down every time. I told her my feelings several times now and each time she says she will try harder and maybe does it for a week or two and then things go back to how they are. Someone says, could she be having an affair? OP says, it's possible she's having an affair but she does actually go out with her friends a lot. They usually go out and get dinners once a week. Either that or she's meeting the guy at these restaurants. Personally, I don't believe that since I have friends in the area too and someone might see her. A commenter says to OP, it's one of three things. She's fallen out of love, they're sticking around for your kid and financial reasons. Two, she's defined herself as asexual and has no requirements for intimacy. Or three, she's been using her nights out with the girls to cover for having an affair, hence the complete lack of care and intimacy as she's getting it elsewhere. OP says, I guess all three are possible. The first would make sense because she makes way more than I do. The second one is probably what I'm hoping for. It would be the least painful. The third one is probably my worst case and I really don't want it to be what is happening. I spent 10 years with her and having it thrown away like that is the most depressing thing I can imagine. OP then talks about what he does in the marriage and OP says bills are paid from our joint bank account. Each of us also contributes money to a personal account that we would use for individual expenses such as nights out. Chores are me doing the majority during the week. I can usually get away from work long enough to vacuum, do laundry and basic stuff like that during the day. Bigger chores like car maintenance and lawn care are usually my or our weekend projects. Someone says, is she a bad mother or why the full custody? Nopi says, no, she's not a horrible mother. That part was definitely an overreaction on my part that I should not have said. And Opie then just adds an edit and says, after reading a lot of the replies and some helpful links someone posted that outline an abusive relationship, I'll be speaking to the lawyer first thing tomorrow. I think it's time I did something for myself and my daughter. But OP does update the post around 13 days later and says, Hi everyone. First of all, thank you for all your replies and messages. I received a ton and haven't been able to reply to them all. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, unfortunately. My marriage is over and after talking to my wife, I realize it has been for a long time. The day after my post, I began the divorce process with my lawyer. Everyone who said I was an asshole for saying I was going to get full custody, that is true. I was angry, frustrated and said something I shouldn't have. We're going to split custody, with me having the weekdays and my wife having weekends. That said, everyone who said she was cheating, congratulations, you were right. She'd been found for around four years now. 
which is about the time she started withdrawing from our marriage. She's been cheating with this co-worker because she felt she was not attractive after having a child and I was busy with work and childcare. More recently, she has begun to develop feelings for him and was considering leaving me for him, which she is now free to do. When I gave her the ultimatum, she was surprised that I was considering leaving her and thought I knew about her affair at the time. We sat our daughter down and explained that we are splitting up, but we both love her more than anything. My daughter was understandably upset and is having a tough time. I am looking into therapy options for my daughter and told her that she can always tell me how she is feeling. This is the hardest part of everything so far. My wife and I are going to be geographically close. I'm going to be moving into a condo in early January and my wife is going to move in with a co-worker about 15 minutes away. With the sale of our house, I'll be able to pay off a large portion of my new home. According to the lawyer, we can have everything wrapped up by New Year's if it goes smoothly, but with the holidays, I'll be happy with early January. In the meantime, I'm going to start rebuilding my life. I did not get married with the intention of getting divorced, but here we are. I'm going to work on myself and my relationship with my daughter, starting with a vacation. I'm going to surprise her with a trip to Disney this winter. It will be expensive, but I really want to make her happy and create some happy memories. I'm going to miss her on weekends. Maybe one day I'll explain this all to her when she's an appropriate age and we can talk about it more. In the meantime, I'm going to work on myself and try to be the best version of me that I can. I don't know what the future holds, but I guess I'll know eventually. Someone below that says to OP, make sure to put you and your daughters first here. You don't owe your ex anything. OP says, yeah, she and I have talked about basically making sure shared bills are paid. All other communication is through our lawyers. All of her issues are on her own now and not my problem. Someone says, did she admit to having the affair or did you find out? OP says, I found some credit card statements that did not make sense, so I confronted her. According to her, and she's a liar, so who knows, the feelings developed over a couple of years and she was not sure how to address it. I personally don't care what she feels at this point. A commenter is concerned about, you know, the daughter having to spend time with the ex's new man and mentions maybe putting some clause about no overnight guests just for a while. Opie says a clause around this is definitely worth looking into. I want my daughter to have as stable of an environment as possible. I'll be speaking with my lawyer again on Monday. Thank you for this information. And it just made me think back to the original post. You know, this person's been cheating on OP for like four years and then has the audacity to be fucking shocked when OP says, I want to divorce you and is offended by this. It's like, come on now. But I truly do wish OP all the best going forward. You know, like I said in the last one, it sounded real dire situation and they weren't getting much out of, out of their lives, what was going on currently. So I hope things move in a more positive direction for Opie and they get to start living the life that they want to live in, getting what they want out of their life with their daughter as well. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much and hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love.
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com